This week on I Watch This As An Adult Movie Reviews, I take the unexpected journey into reality shows. Join me as I review Love Is Blind Season 3. And I also review the 1991 dark comedy, The Addams Family. All that and more when I watch this as an adult movie reviews. It's scary, but I'm here because I'm looking for a husband. It's been one of the hardest things, dating as an adult. Am I really going to meet my wife in the grocery store? I've done a lot of this life alone, and I just don't want to do it alone anymore. Pods are open! I'm very confident in who I am, and I deserve someone who understands that. I grew up without Pete and AC. I definitely don't want my quality of living to suffer. This is crazy that I felt comfortable enough saying that story. I can't believe I just did. You're 25? Are you serious? How are you here? How did I meet you in here? Will you marry me? Will you marry me? Will you marry me? <gasps> what the fuck? We're engaged! I haven't connected the person in the pod with the person I'm looking at. There are so many unanswered questions. You're lying. You're trying to be somebody else that you're not. He loves, but he runs. He gets scared. Do you think I should have any reservations? Are you kidding me? We should just swap fiancés. I'm having feelings for multiple women right now. She's not the girl we see you with. The person that I love doesn't love me. Tell me how to stay, because I'm out. Cheers to the rest of our lives. Is love. Truly. Blind. Hello and welcome to episode 123 of our Watch This As An Adult Movie Reviews. I'm your host, Mikel Ford, and we got a lot of fun things in, in, in the can today. We got a lot of fun things to, 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 to pull out of, 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 of the archives today, you might say. At the top of the hour, um, you you heard. Uh, I am I am going into uncharted territory on this podcast. Something I don't think I'm trying to think if I've ever done a reality show on this podcast. You know, I don't remember ever doing a reality show on this podcast i try to steer clear from reality shows uh because i mostly i mostly talk about scripted series if i do talk about television i'm talking about scripted series or i'm talking about a new movie that came out like last week i talked about black adam go check out my vampire in brooklyn review to hear what i thought about black adam um also um Follow me on Twitter before uh, Elon Musk uh, takes my Twitter away and uh, puts me in the negaverse. I don't know. <laughs> uh, uh, um, what's my boy name? The guy, the guy that uh, does Facebook. Um, I almost called him Rosenberg. Uh, Zuckerberg. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg has the metaverse. 
I think Elon Musk is gonna have the negaverse. So, um, so go join me on Twitter at uh, Watch Pod. It's popping over there on my Twitter. It's really popping over there on my Twitter. Uh, I'll put a poll out there because uh, I'm I'm talking about a reality show right now, and I wanted to know if you guys, depending on what happens here, if you guys want to hear about that more frequently. Because I know reality shows are big. I know reality shows are a big commodity. They're big business. I look at YouTube. And a lot of the videos that do very well. Or reality show TV. Reality show uh, podcasts. And reality show uh, videos. I know a lot of those do well. Um, So I'm just trying to see if you guys want me... Depending on what happens here, depending on what happens here, we're going to see if I can uh, tread these reality show waters really well. Because like I said, I am not, I'm not going to say, because everybody watches reality television. I don't care who you are. Everybody watches reality television. I was about to say, what I was about to say, I'm not a big reality TV type of guy. Cause like there's, there's, cause like there's people that say I don't watch reality TV, but like if you watch, if you watch like MythBusters or you watch America's Most Wanted or some shit like that, you're watching reality TV. You know, you're watching reality TV. You watch true crime shows. You watch like uh, Snapped or some shit like that. You're watching reality television. Hate to say, it, you watch reality TV. Uh, anything that has to deal with real people in a 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 real setting situation you watch reality television okay so nobody nobody is sacred to say that they've never watched reality tv because like i said i'm not a big big fan of reality tv i've watched some reality shows in the past you know I've watched shows like the show that I'm watching right here in the past. You know, I'm not, I'm not big enough to say, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not above anybody to say, yeah, I've watched dating reality shows, you know, dating reality shows are, are not even, they're not even new, you know, like, like a lot of people think that like this shit is new, but like they've, dating reality shows have been around since the nineties, you know, uh, uh, Blind Date. Does anybody remember Blind Date? If you're old enough to remember that show, Blind Date. If you're old enough to remember The Fifth Wheel. If you're old enough to remember Eliminate or something like that. Those are dating reality shows. Like, so dating reality shows have been around since at least the late 90s. You know, and then you had dating game shows like The Love Connection. You had. Uh, singled out, which was one of my favorites. I used to love watching Singled Out as a as a teenager, as a kid. I, I wasn't really a teenager. Was singled Out, Singled Out came on night. I was like a preteen. I was like 10, 11 years old. You know, watching Singled Out on MTV. I used to watch that show. That's where uh, J- that's where Jenny McCarthy came from. Um, that, 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 uh, Carmen. I think Carmen Electra was on Singled Out too. I think that's where she came from as well. Because Jenny McCarthy left. And then you got uh, Carmen Electra as a replacement, I believe. But um, and also uh, Chris Hardwick. Chris Hardwick came from Singled Out. He was the host of Singled Out. Chris Hardwick. So uh, the guy from uh, Nerdist and uh, Talking Dead. You know, so like, 
So like he, that's how he got it. That's how he got his start. He got his start as a dating show, as a dating game show host. Um, yeah, there's yeah, he had a whole bunch of shows. Like there was this other show that used to come on. I think USA called Studs. Yeah, that too. So dating reality shows have been around forever. Like I said, the Love Connection. The Love Connection started in the eighties. The Dating Game. It goes further than that. Yeah, the Dating Game. The Dating Game started in like the 1960s so you know so dating reality shows go way back so this ain't nothing new and i'm not above them you know i love watching people i love watching people fall in love i love watching people fuck up love you know like we all love that shit come on let's not let's not Let's not be too uh too 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 high and mighty to say we don't like to see people crash and burn you know but um, let's get into the show. I'm the show I'm reviewing. I am reviewing Love Is Blind season three. I did not see Love Is Blind season one or Love Is Blind season two. I am going to go back and watch those two seasons because this season piqued my interest. And like that's the thing about reality shows, man. Like you go into a reality show, like what are these stupid people doing, and then you start. You start getting invested, man. <laughs> they, they, they pull you the fuck in, bro. They pull you in, and this show pulled me in. <laughs> I tried to be pedestrian about this shit. I really tried to be pedestrian as fuck and be like, man, I ain't gonna watch this. I'm probably gonna watch like three episodes. I'm like, I, like, I was saying, I'm like, I'm probably gonna watch two episodes. I'm probably watch two episodes and uh and uh call it a day. You know, like I stayed up till two in the morning watching Love is Blind. You know, I stayed up till 2 a.m. on a Saturday watching Love is Blind. Cause I watched episodes one through four. Cause I think I started watching it. And, uh, I think I started watching Love is Blind at like 9pm. I started watching it at like 9pm. And then, and then like, I just kept watching it. I watched like four episodes. I think I stayed up until like, at least like 2pm. Not 2pm, like 2am, 1am. I probably went to bed and like, it was, it was between that. It was, I know it was, it was single digit night hours, you know. I stayed up past midnight, I know that, watching fucking Love is Blind. Uh, like it's crazy. Cause I was like, ooh, what's gonna happen next? You know? <laughs> so I'm gonna go back and watch season one and season two. Probably after I'm finished uh uh editing this podcast, putting this podcast up and doing all the stuff I gotta do for this podcast. You know, like I'm probably gonna jump right in to season one of Love is Blind. I'll watch as much as I can tonight. I don't know, and I got sh- I got I got shit to do tomorrow, so like uh, can't can't waste my time tomorrow. The rest of my week is real. The rest of my week is really fucking busy, so can't waste the rest of my can't waste the rest of my uh, week watching Love Is Blind. So you know, so, <laughs> I got shit to do. But anyway, um, but yeah, this show, like I said, this show pulled me in. Uh, the there's only seven episodes. There's only seven episodes. Uh, I think all together, there's like 12. 
all together there's 12 episodes uh episode 8 through 12 i think they're saving they're uh they like those episodes will premiere in a couple days actually i believe like i think in like two days like those episodes premiere so i'm probably gonna finish i'm gonna finish season three of love is blind so like scratch all that shit i said i'm gonna finish episode i'm gonna finish season three and then go back to season one you know so just to just to just to get a a, a feel on what the other two seasons were like because i need to know i really need to fucking know because like this is a show that i've avoided for for a couple years now because i think this show might have started like two three years ago 2019 2020 I've seen like clips for it. Everybody's like, oh, love is blind. Love is blind. Love is blind. It's like, it was like one of the biggest things. It's like one of the biggest things on Netflix. And I kept trying to avoid it because I thought I was too good for reality television. I tried to be that guy. I'm like, oh, I don't watch that bullshit. Even though I know I watch 90 Day Fiance. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> clips though. I don't watch like the whole show. I know I watch clips of 90 Day Fiance. And I fucking love that shit. I know I watch Love at the Lockup. I love fucking Love at the Lockup. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I've never talked about that shit on here, but I love those fucking shows. And uh, <laughs> look, I watch those fucking shows. I watch The Ultimatum. You know, like I watched like a season of that. I think I think there's, I don't know how many seasons of that there is, but I watched the season of The Ultimatum. You know, I'm like, why am I trying to be like? Uh, edge lord guy, you know, <laughs> like I'm trying to be nerdy edge lord guy, and be like I am above watching those dummies embarrass themselves on television. No, the fuck I'm not. I'm just like everybody else. <laughs> like, I love watching people embarrass themselves on fucking TV. It was like it's just the it's just the reptilian brain in us to to sit there and watch people look stupid. You know, <laughs> it's just it's just in us but anyway let's get into the show uh I've, I've rambled on for too long um let's get into the show uh so like the, the the premise of the show for those that don't know the premise of the show is you get like a bunch of guys and you get like a bunch of girls you put them in separate houses i think if they can put them in separate houses uh and then what happens is there are these pods that look like the they look like the pods from like She-Hulk, you know, like where they kept abomination, you know. <laughs> they look like that. They look like the that pod. They look like the thing that they kept Loki in in the Avengers. Uh, they look like that. And what happens is you sit, you sit in the pod, and like there's a wall, there's a wall between you and the other person you're talking to. And you're supposed to get to know each other by just talking. You don't know what the other person looks like, hence the title Love is Blind. Which I'm going to talk about that title in a minute, because I think that title's bullshit. But anyway, um... But anyway, so they don't know each other. They don't, they've never seen each other a day in their life. And all they got to do is just get to know each other by talking. And at the end, the person that they connect with the most... The guy gets on one knee and proposes to the girl, and then they're engaged, and they gotta get married in like five weeks, you know. So they got five weeks to get to know each other in person, to see if they're compatible or not. 
So that's the whole premise of Love is Blind. Like I said, I don't like that title because it's bullshit. Love is Blind is, is, is like that title is a bunch of shit because everybody on this fucking show is good looking. <laughs> everybody on this show is goddamn good looking. They're at least, they're at least decent looking. You're like, you're like, they range from, they range from like perfect tens. And I'm even talking about the guys too. Like, uh, I'm a heterosexual man. Okay. I'm a heterosexual man. And like, I was like, I'm just looking at these guys. I was like, I'll never look like that. You know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and I don't think I'm a bad looking dude. I think I'm a good looking cat, but, um, I would never, I would never look like that. I would probably be on Love is Blind. Honestly, like I would probably fit. I would probably fit. Uh, because I'm like in the face, I'm a decent looking dude. You know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna shit on myself. You know, like I'm a decent looking cat in the face, but it's just the body I gotta work on. Like I gotta work on, I gotta get back in shape. If I get back in shape, oh shit. Oh, uh, you know, I'm fucking it up. But anyway, you know, like, it's like, everybody get out of the way. <laughs> Come your boy. But anyway, um, but yeah, like, all these people are like, they're at least eights. You know, from, I range from a scale from eight to ten. And people are supposed, they're supposed to say love is blind. Bullshit. Uh, cause the real, if, if they really wanted to get a lot of good TV, if they really wanted to get a lot of good TV out of these people, they would have put like some uh, paraplegic people in here. They could have put like some people with uh, maybe maybe some birth defects, like maybe like they're missing an arm or they're missing a leg or eye patch. They ain't got no because like like I said, like that. Let's let's really do it because like like I said, there ain't nobody. There's no paraplegics on this show. There's nobody missing an eye that's got an eye patch on. Uh, there's nobody. There's no deaf people on the. I, I guess that wouldn't make any sense because like you gotta learn. You gotta learn each other from talking. And if you can't talk, uh, that, that that defeats the purpose of the fucking show. But um, anyway, uh, like but like I said, like there's no people in wheelchairs. There's no people that that lost limbs. There's no burn victims. There's no fat people. Where are the fat people? I like there was a I mean like there's a plus size girl on the show. Her name is uh, Alexa, which I'll get to Alexa later cuz like she becomes a main character on the show. I'm going to like cuz like out of all these people, there, I think there's probably like in total like 24 people. I think it was probably like 12 dudes and 12 girls in total, but like I think only like 5 of them go, like just like 5 guys and 5 girls. And like that's it. Like those are like the ones that they focus on the most. And like those are the ones that go on to real life and learn about their uh their their future spouse. They're gonna learn about their future spouse. And but like what what the fuck was I talking about? I, I already lost my train of thought. God damn it! But uh, <laughs> I lost my goddamn train of thought. But I'll talk about uh yeah. Oh, Alexa. I was talking about Alexa. I was like, she's the big girl on the show, but she ain't even that big. You know, she ain't even that big. And I love, I love a big woman. I love me a big woman. But she, I'm like, and Alexa, Alexa, Alexa be my type. She would. I'm like, she, 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 I, I like them like her. But she ain't even that big. 
She like plus size. She like a plus size model. She like Ash. She like uh, Ashley Graham big. You know, she Ashley Graham big. You know, she ain't Shirley from What's Happening big. You know, <laughs> she ain't that type of big. You know, like she, like I said, she Ashley Graham big. If anybody doesn't know who Ashley Graham is, look her up. Uh, she's a she's a, a plus size model. She was actually in like Sports Illustrated and a lot of shit, but uh, a lot of other stuff. But um, she's she looks like Ashley Graham. That's what the fuck she looks like. Um, like there ain't no fat niggas on the show. <laughs> Like, not one fat motherfucker on the goddamn show. There ain't one fat dude on the show. All these dudes, they either, like, skinny. Like, they either got the skinny athletic body. Or they, they got the big buff wrestler I lift weights 24-7 steroid body. You know? <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, ain't nobody, there ain't nobody on this show. That's a fat dude. They ain't like no dude on here that's like 300 pounds and no shit like that. Either they're like, they kind of like the wiry, like kind of like emo kid, skinny. You got a couple of, you got a couple of, uh, you know, like regular body dudes. You know, cause like one of the regular body dudes goes on, uh, to, 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 to find somebody. Uh, he does that, but like, he ain't fat. Cause like he ain't fat and he ain't skinny. He just in the middle you know, he like he just in the fucking middle. He kind of burly, you know. Like he got like one of those like he got like one of them like Robert Mitchum barrel chests, you know. So he like he like one of them motherfuckers, you know. Like, like uh, and he looks like and he looks like Jim Henson in the face. He looks like a young Jim Henson. Oh, uh, that guy. But like like he's probably the most normal looking fucking dude on the show. Is that guy? Uh, but everybody like they like got the wiry emo kid body. Or, like, they got, like, the athletic body with kind of, like, I'm skinny, but I have abs. Or they're, like, fucking hulk the fuck out. You know? <laughs> Those are the only body types for men. There ain't no dude on there that look like fucking James Gandolfini. You know? <laughs> you know? <laughs> there ain't no dude on there that looks like that. There ain't no dude on there that looks like fucking uh, Pavarotti. You know? Some shit like that. Or, like, they no dude on there that look like, um... I'm trying to think of more fat, famous people. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think of more fat, famous men. <laughs> you know, like, and like, same with the women. Same with the women. She don't, like, like I said, like, this Alexa chick, she a, she a plus size model. There ain't no, there ain't like no obese women on this show. There ain't no chick that look like Roseanne season one. You know, so, like, you know, <laughs> there ain't no chick on here that look like Roseanne Barr or no shit like that. Because I'm like, that's the real test. That's the real fucking test. Right there. Uh, can you love a motherfucker that looks like that? You know, can you? Can you love a motherfucker that looks like that by just learning the personality, learning what they going through, and uh learning uh l- learning their, their 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 speech, you know, like learning how they talk and all this shit. You know, can you love a person? based on their voice and based on what they tell you and based on their personality because that's supposed to be the show but it's not the show because everybody's everybody's fucking good looking on the show you know (laughs) so it kind of like so like i said it kind of defeats the purpose of the show because everybody's so goddamn good looking you know it defeats the purpose because like i said like if like a woman was like, oh my god, if like it was like a smoking hot chick, she's like, oh my god, 
I love you. You know, like I love your personality. I love everything. And then they get, and then the guy gets on it. And the guy gets on his knee and say, "Will you marry me?" And she says yes. And then she walks out. Uh, because like they gotta walk out and meet each other after they after the guy proposes. And if he walks out, and he looks like fucking Tony Soprano, you know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> he walks out there looking like uh. Uh, Vincent D'Onofrio is the kingpin, you know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> if he walks out there looking like that, uh, what's she gonna, what's she gonna do, like, what the fuck is she gonna do, is she gonna be like, oh, shit, uh, fuck nah, you know, <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> but I'm like, that, that would be a, that would, they should do that for the next season, they should really do that, they should really go far with Love is Blind, Cause I want to see how fucked up and how shallow fucking people really are. I really do. I mean, and what if it's like a fat dude and he proposes to the fat girl and they both walk out and they're like, ugh, you know, you <laughs> know, and they both go, ugh, you know, like, and they're just like, ugh, I don't like you. And I'm like, I don't like you, you know, like, I'm like, but, but y'all both fat. What the fuck? You know, <laughs> you know, I'm like, put a challenge make this shit a challenge but anyway let's talk about the people that we do have on the show uh we don't like i said we don't follow a lot of them there's a couple that we follow for a little bit and then they fucking go away uh like there's this uh there's this uh flight there's a couple of flight attendants on the show uh but like this is like black uh chick she's she's a flight attendant uh her name was uh sharita i think her was her name sharita we don't we don't see her for long we i think we only see her in one fucking episode and she's gone, and she's already talking about, she's already throwing out, she wants guys to fucking eat her pussy, and shit like that, <laughs> like, whoa, you going too far, this is the first time I'm fucking listening to you, this is the first time we met, you already talking about getting your pussy ate, you know, but, uh, you know, so, <laughs> you know, like, calm down, sweetheart, calm the fuck down, but, um, but yeah, we don't see her. But like, like I said, there's a couple of, there's a black dude on the show. That's like a, like a, like a, uh, cause like there's a couple of black guys on the show, but like, there's like two that they only focus on. Uh, but like, there's another black guy on the show. You just see his face and they don't talk to him at all. You know? <laughs> he's like a bald, he's like a bald guy. He's like another one of like those hulking, like incredible Hulk looking motherfuckers. Like he, he's like a real buff nigga. And he don't say nothing. They just put the camera on him. Uh, and I think one time they just they just put the camera on him and he was sleeping. <laughs> I was like, we ain't, we ain't gonna get to know this dude. We ain't gonna we ain't gonna find out nothing about this dude. We don't see this dude in the pot talking to no girls. He don't do shit. Uh, there's this other chick uh, who I thought was really pretty. Uh, her name was Kim. I think she's a, I think she's a school teacher. A really pretty like red bone girl. Uh she got she's kind of like the she's like the like the like the like the caramel. She got that good caramel color to her. You know like she got that she got that sunny blonde. She got that like honey blonde hair. Really really pretty girl. And nobody talks to her. You know like nobody talks to her. Uh, she's there consoling one of the other girls. I think it's, uh, one of the girls that actually gets picked. Um, she, they're consoling one of the girls because I think she got rejected. And, like, she's there consoling her. Um, but we don't see her interact with anybody. We don't see her in the pod. 
uh, talking to nobody. Uh, like I said, like she's there in that episode. And I think she comes like later when like everybody has like a reunion. You know, <laughs> she comes then. Like when everybody like when like, oh, oh, it's the cast. Oh, everybody that didn't get picked is back. And like, let's go hang out and shit like that or something like that. But uh, <laughs> which I think they did that. For, I think they did that for mess. They really did that. They was like them. Netflix was really trying to be messy. The producers of this show was really trying to be messy because one of the guys that didn't get picked had a connection with uh, one of the girls that did get picked, you know, and they wanted to, I think they wanted to stir some shit. Uh, but I'll get to that guy later because he's a real interesting character. Really fucking interesting dude. Um, but yeah, like I said, like we don't see Kim. I don't like, and I saw Kim. I'm like, I'm like, oh my god, she is really fucking pretty. I was like, you know, <laughs> I was like, nobody want her. I'll take her. I'll fucking take her. Shit. Uh, you know, I'll take the shit out. She was kind of another like kind of like plus size, modelish looking girl. She was a little. She was she was a little she was a little bit on the on the bigger side, you know. But like like I said, she she, she kind of like Alexa body type, where like she big but she ain't that big, you know. Like she just voluptuous. That's what I would say. She's voluptuous, you know. Like like really pretty girl. I was like, if nobody wants her, I'll take her ass. Shit. I'm like, I'll fucking take the shit out of her. But anyway, um, and she looks nice. She looks nice and calm is sweet you know like I, I i like that you know i like that uh kim if you're listening call me but uh anyway you know, <laughs> i'm fucking around but <laughs> i'm fucking around but anyway um yeah uh, let's talk about like the main let's talk about like the main people that got picked uh because like there's like five guys that proposed and five girls that got picked uh the main because like the main characters you got uh this uh white cowboy dude named Brennan. Um I call him Quiet Boy because he don't say shit. You know, like, the motherfucker don't say a goddamn thing. He don't talk. Um he real quiet and real mysterious. You know, like real fucking mysterious. I don't I don't, I don't know about him, but like this we'll get to him later. Um then we got um well then we got Matt. Like I say, Jim Henson face. <laughs> we got Jim Henson face over here, Matt. Uh, then we got uh, SK, who's like a he's like a, a Nigerian dude. Um, then we got uh, Cole, who's kind of like this uh, this wiry, off the rails. He's he's kind of like a guy. He's like a kid that's had too much sugar. You know, like he's got he's got a Robin Williams. He's got a Robin Williams thing to him, you know, like a very, he's very animated, very all over the place. He's like a fucking cartoon character. You got that guy. And then you got Bartise. Bartise is an asshole. <laughs> Bartise, he's got like, he's got like this, cause like he got this like flat top. He looked like, um, uh, old dude from Fall from Grace. <laughs> Uh, Makad Brooks, he looked like Makad Brooks from Fall from Grace <laughs> with the flat top and shit. He looked like that dude. That's who he remind me of. He remind me of Makad Brooks and Fall from Grace. <laughs> he looked like he remind me of that motherfucker. 
Um, but like you got that guy, he's a fucking asshole, man. Um, and then I'm gonna talk about him a little bit later. And then you got um you got the five girls that got picked. You got Alexa, who I talked about, big beautiful queen. Um, uh, you know, like we got her. We got um we got this other girl named Zaneb, who I believe I think she's like Iranian or something. Uh then we got uh Colleen. Mm, Colleen. Um uh, we got Colleen. Um, she's just like a little white girl. She's a little white girl. She's like a little baller. She's a ballerina or some shit. And she'll tell you every chance she fucking gets that she's a goddamn that she's a goddamn ballerina. Then we got uh then we got Nancy. I like Nancy. She's sweet. Um and then we got Raven. Ooh. Raven is an asshole. <laughs> Let me stop. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna get to I'm gonna get all this shit. But anyway, the people that got picked, I'm cause like I'm gonna speed this up. Let me speed this up. I don't spend too much time on this shit. Um so you got um you got we got so Raven and SK get together. That's the Nigerian dude and uh and and, and uh, the other girl I said she was she was kind of a douche. Uh, like she's like just like little light skin. I found out she was from New Orleans. I was like, she don't sound like she's from New Orleans, you know, like because I'm from New Orleans. It, but like also, people don't think I'm from New Orleans. <laughs> I think people like because like every time people ask where I'm from, they, I, and I say I'm from New Orleans, they like get out of here. You know, I think they think because like they think I'm from like the East Coast. You know, like they think I'm like from like fucking New York or like Boston or some shit. I think you know, like. Because like I, those are the two places I get, and everybody thinks I'm from. They like they think I'm from New York, or they think I'm from Boston. You know, <laughs> they never think New Orleans. You know, but I'm from New Orleans, and like that girl, she didn't give off New Orleans vibe. I thought she was like from like California. I thought she was from like the West Coast. I thought she was like from like California or Nevada. She seems like a Vegas girl. Like I thought she was from like Las Vegas, but she's from New Orleans. So. But she's a pretty girl. I'm not going to lie. I'm like, Raven, super cute. Super cute, super pretty girl. She got an ass that's out of this world. <laughs> My God. Every time she was on screen and they showed her ass, I was like, God damn. God damn. You know what I'm like, you know what I'm like? <laughs> But yeah, she's she not she not the best person personality-wise, though. I'm going to get to all that shit. But she, put, she shows... Uh, she and SK got together, the Nigerian dude who's kind of nerdy. He's kind of a nerdy dude. Um, then it was uh, Alexa and Brennan. Alexa and Brennan got together. Colleen and Matt. Zaneb and Cole. And um, Nancy and Bartice got together. And none of these couples make any fucking sense. You know? <laughs> I'm be honest with you. Let me talk about the dude. That I want to talk about first before I get into all these goddamn couples. There's this Asian dude on the show. There's this Asian dude on the show named Andrew. And Andrew was getting really uh cozy with Nancy. Like, oh, like I said, I like Nancy. Out of all the girls, out of all the girls, I want to say Nancy's my favorite personality-wise. Cute girl. She's 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 a pretty girl too. She's a pretty girl, but personality-wise, she's just so bubbly and she's so bubbly and cute. You know, so, like she's all bubbly and shit. 
so like I like I like her. I like Nancy. Um personality wise, I like Nancy. Um But she was getting like she was getting close to Andrew, the Asian guy. And Andrew gives off really red pill incel um serial killer vibes. Like he gives off fucking like Andrew Tate fucking worse than Andrew Tate. He gives off fucking Patrick Bateman from American Psycho vibes. You know? <laughs> because like all he does is talk about all he does is talk about the things he's done. Uh he doesn't give any real insight to who he is. You know? And he's very like he's very just everything he does is very cold and very calculating. You know, like he doesn't he doesn't open up. He doesn't open up. And there's something that he does on the show that makes people think this dude is a fucking psycho. Um, so he doesn't get picked. Uh, cause like he's cause like I think he was like he was really into Nancy. And uh Nancy uh didn't pick him. Uh because like he he got on one knee and he proposed to Nancy and Nancy said no. She ended up with Bartise. Uh uh Bart Simpson head. <laughs> she ended up with Bart Simpson head. Uh you know <laughs> she ended up with him. And um and <laughs> also, and this dude gets on the camera after he gets rejected and he's like are we rolling? Are we rolling? And he's like, uh, and he takes, um, he takes on, um, what's that shit called? The shit you put in your eyes. Uh, he takes eye drops. He takes eye drops and he puts them in his eyes to try and cry. And I was like, this nigga is a sociopath. <laughs> he is fucking crazy. <laughs> I like, Andrew is the type of dude That'll be like, hey man, you be walking down the street, be like, hey man, I know a shortcut. Let's go down here. And you go down the alley and you walking in front of him and he's got like the goddamn fucking piano wire. <laughs> you know, like, you know, like the wire that's in the piano. He's got that shit and he just wraps it around your neck. And he's just like, don't fight it, buddy. Don't fight it. Hey, come on. Come on, embrace it. Embrace the sleep. Embrace it. You know, like that. That's Andrew. That's what Andrew reminds me of. But yeah, man, um, he didn't get picked. But let's get to the let's get to these couples and how none of them fucking match. Uh especially SK and Raven. <laughs> you know <laughs> SK and Raven have no chemistry. And I hate that for SK because he's such a fucking nice dude. <laughs> you know? <laughs> he's such a nice dude. You know, like, like he's nerdy. He's not like nerdy in like the Comic Con nerd type of way. You know, like how you guys guys. He's not like he's not Steve Urkel nerdy. He's like, you know, I'm smart. I'm I like computers, but I'm also kind of swole too. You know, like cause like dude goes to the gym and shit. You know, like cause I say everybody on here is fucking good looking. So uh, you know, but but SK is. He's, he's kind of bland. You know, like, he's kind of bland. It's kind of like watching fucking paint dry. Nice dude. Nice dude. I'd hang out with him. 
I'd drink a fucking Hawaiian punch with the guy and hang out with him and we could play fucking basketball or some shit. I don't know what the fuck. But uh, you know, <laughs> it was like, if he called me like, hey, man, you want to go shoot some hoops in the park? I'm like, yeah, I'm there. You know, like I do that with him. He, he seems like that type of dude. He seems like a cool guy to hang out, hang out with. But um, to do that. But uh, <laughs> he seems like a guy that, that gives advice, but kind of simpish, kind of simpish. Because he's simping for Raven hard. Because what I get from their relationship is this dude has been a nerd all his life. And he's not used to getting a good looking girl. And he got, he finally got the good looking girl. And he's doing everything he can to keep her. Um, And what I get from Raven is... Raven just trying to be a hoe. I'm like, not trying to be a hoe. She's tired of being a hoe. I say, I say trying to be a hoe. Sorry. Uh, she's just tired of being a hoe. Raven's tired of being a hoe. I get tired of being a hoe vibes from Raven. And I get nerd that wants a baddie vibes from SK. You know, nice guy. Like I said, that doesn't take away from his niceness. But he got an agenda too. Everybody got an agenda on this goddamn show. You know, like he got a fucking agenda. Uh, that's what I get from them. Like she wanted, she want to be saved, and SK is saving her. SK is Captain Savaho. <laughs> that's that's SK. Um, you got Alexa and Brennan. Uh, like we don't know enough about Brennan to even judge Brennan. Like I said, that that motherfucker's too goddamn quiet. You know, <laughs> he too goddamn quiet. Uh. His mom kind of alluded, uh, cause like they got they got like the thing when they meet the parents. His mom kind of alluded to the fact that he may flake out on Alexa, um, uh, cause she said that he has the tendency to run when things get tough. So if anything, if if it gets tough, he is probably they, he's probably going to he's probably going to leave. He's probably going to run, you know, so that's a thing that Alexa probably has to look out for with Brennan. <laughs> that's a red flag for her. Um, what else we got? Uh, let's get the Cole and the, let's get the Cole and uh, Nazib or whatever. I forgot her fucking name. It's Nazib or Nazab or whatever the fuck her name is. I forgot her name. But uh, <laughs> they don't fit at all either because she's a fucking, she's a fucking straight lace ball buster. And Cole, like I said, very childlike very whimsical i don't know why people hate him you know like a lot of people that watch this show i've watched like other people do reviews on this show and i've seen like a lot of people do comments and like they all say they don't like cole uh cole does say some fucked up shit towards the end well i was like damn dude why you got to say that i was rooting for you but you know, you know like, <laughs> i was rooting for you and you you gotta go and say some fucked up shit like that bro you know like but yeah, like Cole, Cole, I'm, I'm probably going to run because like I said, people don't like this motherfucker. Like a lot of women don't like this motherfucker. I'm probably, this is probably going to be pussy repellent for the rest of my goddamn life. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's probably going to be woman repellent for the rest of my goddamn life. But I see a lot of myself in Cole. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know, I'm very, I'm sorry. I'm very like that. I'm very, I'm very childlike. I'm very whimsical. You know, I'm very high strung, very like 
Robin Williams energy when you get to know me. You know, I'm not like that out the gate, though. Like, Cole is not like that out the fucking gate. You know, like, he just walks around, hey, everybody, hey, hey. I'm not like that out the gate. I'm kind of quiet at first. But once you get to know me, I'm very lively, you might say. I'm very fucking lively. Um, but yeah, they don't, they don't, they don't fit at all either. Like I said, like, and like, she's starting to get, like, Nazib is starting to get tired of Cole's childlike, whimsical manner, you know, because he's a grown ass man acting like that, you know, (laughs) which I can see that, uh, because I can see women get tired of me with that shit sometimes, you know, (laughs) they're like, I be getting to know a woman and be like, ooh, ooh, and then like, they get to know me and they're like, God damn, this motherfucker is all over the place. He's wild, you know. <laughs> they like, you know? <laughs> and then they don't, they don't want to be around me no more, you know. So, <laughs> lucky I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm lucky I got, I'm lucky I got married. Which, well, I don't. I'll talk about that. I'll talk about that shit in a update video. I don't know what the fuck. Cause, <laughs> I like cause. I don't even know why I want to talk about it here because like I don't want to I don't want to ruin the ruin the review. But anyway, um But anyway, yeah. Those guys don't get those guys don't fit. Um then we got uh Colleen and Matt. Colleen and Matt are a couple under circumstance. You know? <laughs> They're only a couple because nobody else wanted them. Nobody wanted Colleen and nobody wanted Matt, you know. <laughs> and so they were like, hey, let's get with each other. You know? <laughs> That's basically what it was. You know, and even Matt was like, I'm tired of being alone, I'm tired of being by myself, you know. <laughs> it was like he's just like, fuck it, will you marry me? You know, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and she's like, Nobody wants me. I've been rejected like 15 times since I've been here. So yeah. I'll marry you, you know. <laughs> Couple under fucking circumstances. Matt got some problems though. Matt is hurt, bay, cause like he got cheated on. His his girl had a fucking baby with another dude. You know, she had a baby with another dude, and that kind of hurt him. And that dude needs to get some fucking help. You know, the cool dude though. Seems like a like I say, man seems like a nice guy. But just that. He he's hurt. And like he starts kind of lashing out at Colleen for the hurt that this other woman put on him. You know? And like there's cause like his favorite word, his favorite thing to say is played. Cause every time like Colleen do something, he's like, I'm tired. You ain't gonna play me. I'm tired of getting played. I've been played before. And he just like, you know what I mean? <laughs> that's that's Matt. Uh, like I say, it seems like a seems like a super cool dude when you're not in a relationship with him. But you know, like, <laughs> but he got to get over that shit. He got to he got to he needs some healing. He shouldn't have came on this show. Like he needs to heal himself. I'm speaking from experience. <laughs> like he need to heal himself before he even uh even like look for another relationship. He need to heal. Um. And then we got Nancy and Bartiz. 
Like I say, Bartiz is a fucking douchebag. <laughs> Bartiz is asshole. asshole. I thought he was going to be like Cole. Where he's just like, oh, he's very childlike and whimsical. But no, this dude's a fucking asshole. He is a douchebag. And Nancy don't deserve that shit. Nancy's a sweet girl. Uh, but Nancy got brothers that'll fuck him up, though, I know. you know, Because uh, he went to go meet her brothers. She got a brother named Steve. You know <laughs> And Steve and um, uh, Nancy is of the Latinos, is of the Latinas persuasion. You know, and Steve... It look like he don't fuck around, you know. Like both her brothers look like cholos, you know. They look like like motherfuckers. They look like they used they they used to do time with the MS 13s and they look like they don't fuck around, you know. And like Bartiz hurt Nancy. Bartiz gonna end up chopped up in the back of a fucking Camaro somewhere, you know. <laughs> so like if 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 it's got the if if if, if, if if he hurt Nancy, you know, uh, Steve looked like he don't fuck around because Steve was looking at Bartice with murder in his eyes, bro. You know, like, he looking at him like, if you fuck over my sister, I'll fucking kill you. You know, like, he, he was looking like that. But yeah, man, like this, this show is wild. You know, this show is fucking wild. Um, like I said, the rest of the season continues. The rest of the season continues in a couple days, actually. So, I'll probably watch the rest of the couple seasons. Probably watch the, watch the rest of the couple seasons. Well, probably watch, a re- watch the rest. Excuse me, I'm tongue-tied. Of the season. Uh, and then do, like, maybe a part two of this next week. If you guys... Let me know. Let me know if you guys like this with a five-star on Apple Podcast. If you like this... And... and put put it in put it in the comments if you say hey i like that love is blind review i want more of that you know you can also send me a message on twitter at WatchPod. send me a message on twitter see if you if you want to if you want to hear part two of the episode of the of the of, of love is blind send me a message on twitter before Elon Musk sends me to the negaverse, you know, so, you know, and I am never seen again. I don't know, <laughs> but yeah, man, that's, that's pretty much the show. That's not pretty much, that's pretty much nothing to it. You know, like I just told you like the personalities of these people and you can watch the show for yourself if you want to learn more, you know, that's pretty much it. I'll be back with my review of the Adams family right after these messages. When we first met years ago, it was an evening much like this. Magic in the air. A boy. A girl. An open grave. You were so beautiful. Pale and mysterious. No one even looked at the corpse. Ah, miss! Wednesday, play with your food. Is this made from real lemons? Yes. I'll buy a cup if you buy a box of my delicious Girl Scout cookies. Are they made from real Girl Scouts? Ah! 
thing, you're a handful. We've done this before. This holiday season, they'll make you feel right at home. Last night, you were like some desperate howling demon. You frightened me. Do it again. The Adams Family. Sorry, but you'll have to wait until November 22nd. The Adams Family from 1991. Let's jump right into this. Let's talk about the technical. This is the directorial debut of Barry Sonnenfeld. I did not know that, that this was Barry Sonnenfeld's first movie. Barry Sonnenfeld uh, directed all the Men in Black movies. Uh, Try to think of something else he directed. He directed some more shit, too, and I forgot what it was. Did he direct Cat in the Hat? I think he directed Cat in the Hat, the one, the Mike Myers Cat in the Hat. I think Barry, I think Barry Sonnenfeld did that too. I didn't, I didn't really, but like most famously, he did the Men in Black movies. Uh, the screenplay was written by Carolyn Thompson and Larry Wilson. Uh, the budget for the movie was thirty million dollars. It grossed one hundred ninety-one point five million dollars at the box office. I'd say that's a hit. Uh, the film has an approval rating of 66% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is decent. That's decent. That's a decent thing. I'm like, is it done fighting with Rotten Tomatoes? <laughs> they want to, they want to, they want to rate what they want to rate. It's cool. But anyway, um, let's talk about how I saw Adam's family as a kid. Uh, Adam's family is pretty much just another movie that I just randomly saw on television you know, you know, you slipping through. I think I saw it on HBO. Uh, you know, you just flipping through the channels, flipping through the channels. Did I see it on HBO? I probably saw it on HBO, but also, uh, there was a time, and I don't know. There was a time I don't know how this happened, but there was a time around this time, around like 1991, 1992-ish. Where we had free pay-per-view. I don't know how that happened. Don't ask me how that happened. I don't know. But there was a time where I would come home from school. And pay-per-view would be on. Uh, I don't know. Because I'm thinking about even other movies that I've reviewed on this podcast. I'm thinking about how I saw them the first time. And I'm like, yo, I think I saw them on free pay-per-view. Uh, Mo Money. I remember we watched the Mo Money. That came from free pay-per-view. Uh, and I also remember watching Three Ninjas on free pay-per-view. There's a couple of other movies which I'm probably going to review on this podcast that I saw them on pay-per-view for free. I don't know how that happened i think probably the adams family is one of those fucking movies god damn it you know i said i saw it on hbo i think i probably saw this shit on pay-per-view i like randomly saw because you know pay-per-view back in the day in the 90s they used to show like the same movie like back to back to back you know <laughs> just back to back to back because you had to buy it you know like you had to buy it because like it would hit pay-per-view i don't even know I haven't had cable. I haven't had cable since like 2011. 
So, you know, <laughs> like, like, like I got rid of my cable when I moved to Houston, you know, like we cut, we cut the cable off, moved to Houston. And we were just like, what's the point of having cable? The internet's here, you know, like, so I just, I just watch shit on streaming services or, uh, and I watch like a lot of YouTube, you know, that's what I do. Um, so like that's that's how I get that's how I get my TV. That's how I get my entertainment. But so like I don't even know if pay-per-view even does that anymore. I don't even know if they show movies back to back to back, like the same movie. Because like I saw like three ninjas like 15 times, you know <laughs> on free pay-per-view. You know <laughs> I wore that movie the fuck out. Um, and I think I did that with the Adams family. I think I saw the Adams family like about like 15, 16 times <laughs> on a uh, pay-per-view. Cause like I rem- cause I remember that shit. And this is this is around that time. This movie came out in 1991. And around that time, like around 1991, 1992, um, we were getting free pay-per-view. Uh and this is one of those movies. So I think I, I think I saw this movie on free pay-per-view that's how i i think that's how i saw it uh i do rem- i remember not really caring for it as a kid even though watching it, i watched it a bunch of times because like hey it's free pay-per-view get the most out of what you can you know so <laughs> and like because like i said there wasn't really much of this movie that caught my attention you know i'm gonna i mean that's probably like one thing in this movie, like we'll, we'll 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 talk about that a little bit later in the episode, but you know, like there's not a lot, there's not a lot that caught my attention. Uh, and the thing, and I say one thing, it was like one person that caught my attention. You know, and like I said, we're gonna talk about this person later. Uh, but let's see how I feel about this movie as an adult. Uh. Cause I'm watching this movie. I'm watching this movie for Halloween, right? Like this is Halloween movie. Uh, this is Halloween. This is Halloween month. It's Halloween month. I talk about scary movies or the theme for uh theme for this this month was all horror comedies. That's why I was watching all these horror comedy films. You know, I was watching Vampire in Brooklyn, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. What's the other one I did? Idle Hands. You know, like, so... This is, I'm doing a lot of... Doing a lot of horror comedies this month. But I'm watching this movie for Halloween. But seriously, this movie is more of a Christmas movie than a Halloween movie. Uh, Even in, uh, even in the trailer, if you listen to the trailer... At the top of the hour, at the top of the uh, top of the segment, this is a, the trailer. The movie came out in November, you know, like close to Christmas time. This movie came out like November twenty second, you know, <laughs> you know, and like that's close to Christmas time. So this movie is more of a Christmas movie than a Halloween movie. I mean, like you even got that new Adams Family that's coming out, that Wednesday Adams, which, which I was like stoked to like review with the Adams family but then I could find out that that comes out in November. 
you know, because like I'm I'm really interested in the new Adams Family uh, show. I think it's just about Wednesday. I think it's just called Wednesday, but the rest of the Adams Family is in it. So like I call it the new Adams Family show. But um, but yeah, man. I'm, but that comes out in November, and this movie came out in November, very close to Christmas. I'm like, it even has a very wintry, gothic tone and look to it. You know, it's very, it's very dark, very like the snow outside, you know, type of vibe to it. Uh, like the first scene even has like Christmas car- carolers in it, you know, like people singing Christmas carols. And but then they allude to the fact that the Adams family poured like boiling hot acid on them. <laughs> so <laughs> just to show you how sick and twisted that family is. Just to show you that. But yeah, that's that. Uh, let's talk about the opening scene. The opening scene after the credits. Like, we see uh, Raul Julia flex his acting muscles as Gomez as Gomez Adams. Like, he delivers like a small monologue about un- Uncle Festa being gone. And how much and like how much he misses him. Like, it's a small, small scene, but it's an effective scene. You get a little bit of the plot point. You get a little bit about what's going on. And then we just we just get introduced to the rest of the family like one by one. Uh, Angelica Houston. Angelica Houston. Angelica Houston just a straight fucking baddie as Morticia Adams. Like she's just oozing sex appeal from like the first frame. Like the first shot of her is just oozing sex appeal. Like she... She owns this character. She owns this fucking character. Uh, then we get introduced to uh, Wednesday and Pugly, the kid, the Adams Family kids, uh, played by Christina Ricci and uh, Jimmy Workman. But this is what I wanted to talk about. Um, when I was a kid, I had a huge crush on Wednesday Adams. <laughs> I don't know what it was with her, but I had a huge crush on her. She was like my gateway into liking like goth girls you know like which is something that i'm like i'm trying to grow out of but like i like i got a soft spot i like i like all women personally but like i got a soft spot for goth chicks i got a soft spot for them and like wednesday adams like definitely played a big part in that definitely played a big part in that uh wednesday wednesday and pugly have a very very strange relationship uh, because like they're less, they're less brother and sister, and more mad science scientist and science experiment. Because Wednesday is Wednesday is very cruel to Pugsley to the point to where it's murderous. You know, <laughs> like you're like it's like you think you hate your sibling. Wednesday wants to kill her sibling. You know so. <laughs> And poor Pugsley, poor Pugsley, poor Pugsley don't get no respect. You know, <laughs> I'm gonna talk a little bit more about Pugsley a little bit later on. Um, Gomez, <laughs> Gomez and Marticia, like, like they definitely into like some some kinky sadomasochism shit. They they do BDSM, and like, you 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 could tell, you could tell that they do that. Like, you could tell there's a leather suit and a ball and gag in that house somewhere. Like somewhere they they're into like leather, they're into like tying each other up and gagging gagging each other. You can tell 
that Gomez and Marti should be getting freaky in the Adams family house, you know. <laughs> um, Gomez and his lawyer have a sword fight out of nowhere. Uh, because uh, Gomez has a lawyer played by uh, Dan Hedaya. He's a character actor. You may know him as the dad from Clueless. Uh, he also played. Uh, I think he also played Richard Nixon in a movie somewhere. I forgot. He does look like Richard Nixon, honestly. But uh, you know. <laughs> But yeah, uh, he plays Gomez Adams' uh, lawyer. Um, like, and like Gomez tries to tries to sword fight him. First, he tries to stab him. Like, he just straight up tries to fucking stab his lawyer. <laughs> and then they have the sword fight. Uh, like I said, Raul Julia, Raul Julia, the late great Raul Julia, is just amazing in this fucking role man he's amazing uh he he just throws his himself head first into this character like he like another person just owns the character like raul julia is just amazing in this role um the lawyer is the bad guy of the movie uh spoiler alert i'm not surprised by you know <laughs> it's not surprising because like this motherfucker looks shady you know like he looks shady as fuck uh, like, I guess, like, he's plotting to try to get the Adams family fortune, or, like, some stupid shit like that, he's doing something like that, I'm like, uh, but, this is, a, this is my question, this is my question, I'm like, how did they make their fortune, because, like, one, they barely leave the mansion, and two, they're a family of fucking maniacs, <laughs> they're crazy, they're crazy. They're a crazy fucking family. Who gives them money? Like, who gives them fucking money? I don't. I don't get it. And like, like, who gives this fucking psychopathic family money? You know. But anyway, the lawyer wants it. He wants the Adams family fortune. Uh, something I never noticed uh, watching this as a kid. I never noticed that Christopher Lloyd was not playing Uncle Festa. Like, he wasn't playing Uncle Festus this whole time. I thought he was just Uncle Festus. Uh, but it turns out, I think it turns out, like, Uncle Festus dead in this universe. Like, he's dead. Uncle Festus dead. But, like, he, uh, he, he shows up as a different character named Gordon Craven. That's who Christopher Lloyd is playing. He, he's playing Gordon Craven. He's playing a person who is an imposter. He 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 goes undercover as Uncle Festa. Cause like he and his mother are like basically con artists. And like they're working, they're working with the lawyer to get the family, to get the uh family fortune. So um so they uh send Christopher Lloyd's character in as a mole to try and infiltrate the Adams family, is what they do. Uh, this kind of turned into like a fucking crime drama <laughs> you know <laughs> it kind of turned into a crime drama uh another thing i wanted to point out with this movie like this movie came out in 1991 and uh doesn't look old you like it it holds up it holds up really good and, like i could probably tell you like i could probably tell you this movie came out in, like what 2019 and you would probably believe me like that's how much this movie like holds up. Uh I love how much Gomez 
loves fester and like it's also like the opposite of how wednesday feels about pugsley because like she tries to kill him every chance she gets and, like she does not like this motherfucker <laughs> and pugsley is just going along with it <laughs> poor pugsley um but i'm gonna talk about him later uh, uh gomez and morticia are so are super horny super super duper horny like they they fuck more than barack and michelle obama you know like they fuck more than that like i'm surprised that they don't have more kids than they do you know i'm really surprised because they fuck like rabbits you know <laughs> like they are always on top of each other um another thing i like about this movie i like how ominous the adams family gets when they start to catch on uh to to, to fester they start to when they start to realize that uncle fester ain't uncle fester like it's it really gives you a hint of how dangerous this family can be you know <laughs> i love it because like they all got they all got those eyes it's like we're gonna have to kill this motherfucker you know <laughs> you know <laughs> they all get to that and morticia morticia shockingly is the scariest one she's the scariest one because like she just straight she just straight up threatens gordon like and she does it in such a seductive way like she's walking uh gordon aka uncle fester through the, the through the cemetery through like the adams family personal cemetery where the rest of the adams family is buried you know and she's walking them through that and she's pretty much threatening gordon it's like she's just like don't fuck with my family she was like i will kill you if you fuck with my family <laughs> pretty much she was like and i was like oh my god <laughs> like she is she is scary <laughs> you know <laughs> still sexy but scary <laughs> you know <laughs> uh gordon's mother let's talk about gordon's mother gordon's mo- mother is very uh mrs bates like she's like mrs bates from psycho like I wouldn't be surprised if that's where they got that idea for that character. Like they got the idea for both these characters, because Gordon is because Gordon is Norman Bates. He's very Norman Batesy, and uh, his mother is like Mrs. Bates. Uh, so like I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if that's where they got there from. They got there from Psycho. Uh, I love how much the outside world annoys Gomez and Marticia. You know, <laughs> I love it because. The rest of the, cause like the rest of the world is so bright and shiny, and it just gets under their skin. Cause like whenever they get put into situations that ain't in the Adams family mansion, they get real irritated. You know, <laughs> I love it. Uh, cause like they have to go to uh Pugsley and uh Wednesday's uh school play, and they fucking hate every bit of it. They hate every minute of this school play. But the school play scene is by far the funniest scene in this whole goddamn movie i love that scene if you haven't watched the movie go watch the movie watch that scene hilarious hilarious fucking scene i love that scene 
Um, Christina, let's talk about Christina Ricci. Christina Ricci is just the perfect Wednesday Adams because she's such a she's such a creepy looking child. <laughs> she is a creepy looking child with with that big head and those big big fucking eyes. Like her eyes are huge and her head is fucking huge. And like and Christina. I'm like, and Christina Ricci hasn't grown into her head. She just hasn't. She just got older and her head's still big and her eyes are still big. You know? <laughs> she still looks like that to this day. She's still a pretty girl. I'm not going to lie. Christina Ricci is a pretty girl. But she's got big eyes and a big fucking head. You know? <laughs> she never grew into that shit. I'm like, she was literally born and made for this role. You're like, literally. Uh. There's also a, a Adams Family reunion that comes out of nowhere. Like I was just blindsided by. It. I was like, "How do we get here?" You know, because <laughs> like it just happens out of nowhere. I'm like, "What? Huh? What? I? They ain't even set this up. What the fuck?" I'm like, That's how I was. Uh, cousin It shows up to the party, listening to MC Hammer. Maybe I was wrong about this movie aging well. <laughs> MC fucking Hammer, but um. Cousin It is a straight up pimp. I love Cousin It. Cousin It is a pimp. Like, he just shows up and, like, becomes Mr. Steal Your Girl because, like, he just, he just takes the lawyer's wife. He's <laughs> like, he's like, hey, man, hey, hey. You done with her. He's like, he, you done with her. He was like, uh, The Mac. You, if you ever seen the movie The Mac, uh, Max Julian. <laughs> <laughs> There's an actor named Max Julian. He's in this old this old uh, pimp movie called The Mac. Uh, the lawyer was Pretty Tony, and uh, cousin It was uh, Max Julian's character. Uh, you know, <laughs> I think his name was Goldie. It's Goldie, like cousin It is Goldie. Uh, you know, <laughs> and cousin It was looking at him like, "Hey, hey, don't fight this. Don't fight this. Your bitch just chose me. You know, you can handle this like gentlemen." Or we can get into some real gangster shit. Choice is yours. And, so, and he just took he just took his wife. <laughs> he took the lawyer's wife. I'm like, cousin it is a straight up player. Pippin. But anyway, um, let's talk about Raul Julia. Raul Julia, I get I can't gush enough about Raul Julia in this movie. Raul Julia and Christopher Lloyd has such comedic chemistry together. Like it's like they're great together every time they're on screen. Every time they do something on screen, you could just like feel the energy radi- radiating off of both of them. You know, like it's just like the the love that Gomez has for Festa. You know, it just radiates off the screen. You know, like and they like they're just a great uh, comedic duo together. Talk more about Gordon's mom. Like Gordon's mom has. A Oedipus complex, <laughs> like a motherfucker. Like she's just, she's just creepy. Cause like there's even like a scene in there where I was like, uh, uh, uh Gordon and his mom about to kiss, you know? <laughs> Cause like she's sitting on the bed, and I think like she's just like, I think she thinks that she's losing him. Like he's like actually getting involved with his family. Like he's starting to like the family, and he doesn't want to go through with the plan of taking their money. And she's like, oh, you don't want to do it anymore. I've lost you or something like that. And he just gets on the bed and like he's real close to her fucking neck. I was like, 
Nigga, you gonna kiss your mama on the goddamn neck? <laughs> I was like, you gonna make out with your mama? I was like, ugh, you know. Luckily, they didn't do that, but it was real creepy. It was really fucking creepy looking. I didn't like that shit. Let's talk about Pugsley. Um, Pugsley is the most useless character in this movie. Like, I'm sorry. I, just, I know I, I spent this whole time building up Pugsley, talking about Pugsley don't get no goddamn respect, you know, and shit like that, but he doesn't deserve respect. He's useless, you know? Like, he doesn't do shit. I don't know what he did on the TV show, but here, he has absolutely nothing to do. Nothing to do. He is totally fucking useless here. Sorry for the kid. Sorry for him. Um, they also play a lot of MC Hammer in this movie. So, like, I definitely take back that Agent Well comment. You know, <laughs> I take that shit back because. MC Hammer is the most 90s thing you could ever fucking think of. You know? <laughs> you know? <laughs> Very 90s. I'm like, MC Hammer really did do everything in the 90s. Like, he did every fucking thing. But, um, yeah. MC Hammer, everybody, MC Hammer. But <laughs> the last 30 minutes of this movie kind of dragged to me. You know, like, that's that's the weak spot of this movie. Is the last 30 minutes. Like the Adams family, cause like the Adams family having to get jobs plot point, like that just falls flat to me, and it doesn't last long either. It like, like it just very it. It was very much a plot from a sitcom, like a one-off episode of a sitcom. It's like, oh, the Adams family gotta go get jobs, you know, and shit like that, you know. And once again, once again, Raul Julia does his best to save it he does his best to save this goddamn plot point you know because like he's because like he he's like just the, the fucking depressed dad you know like how dad how, how men get because like this is how men get men get depressed after they lose their job or lose whatever you know because like i think they, they lose their house and he he just loses all hope you know, and he's just sitting there eating fucking M&M's in his fucking underwear. <laughs> you know, shit. Watching Sally Jesse Raphael. You know, <laughs> he was just watching a fucking talk show all, watching talk shows all day. And he's just, and like, Matisha has to go and get a job and shit like that. Uh, So, like, he's just sitting there. He's just sitting there so depressed. And, like, Raul Julia just sells it. He sells the fuck out of it. Like, Raul Julia really is the MVP of this movie. He really is. I like, kudos to Raul Julia for making this fucking movie work. He's the best part of this goddamn movie. Um, Overall, I think this is a well-put-together movie. This is a well-put-together movie for a first-time director, by the way. Very, very well-put-together, but didn't make me laugh very much I, I got a few chuckles but i never got full-on laughter except except the like i said except the school play scene the school play scene made me bust up laughing i love that scene i like but a lot of the, a lot of it didn't make me laugh that much um the acting is top-notch like for, for mostly everyone for mostly everyone like 
acting top notch. Like I said, Raul Julia, the MVP of the whole goddamn movie. Uh, that man took dialogue that would sound silly coming out of a lesser actor's mouth and made it sound like Shakespeare. You know, <laughs> made it sound like sound like space Shakespeare. Man, like he he killed this role. He 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 did he did the damn thing with this role, man. I do think it's a, a a movie to watch that's fun. Like it's a fun watch, you know. Like if you want to watch something that's just fun, you know. Like I give it that. It's a fun. It's not gonna make you laugh. Depending on who you are, because maybe that's just me. It didn't make me laugh very much, but it was fun to watch. So, on that note, I give it a four out of five. Join me next week when I talk about 2001's training day because you know what the month of November is it's Oscar month so Oscar month I am going to start off with training day from 2001 starring Denzel Washington so until next time peace